0: Welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I have a great show today. I have my brother uh, in the Lord on today's show with me, Pastor DS Jackson out of uh, Dumas, Arkansas. I'm I'm so excited to have him on today, man. Say hi to the people, Pastor DS.
1: (laughs) Good evening, everyone. I hope you're doing well.
0: Yes, yes. Hey, hey I'm, I'm excited to have you on today. We're going to get into a couple of topics and everything. And I know this is your first time on the Path of Revelation podcast. And, you know, for, for me, Pastor D.S., I believe in genuine relationships, genuine God connections. And I could truly say uh, for everybody that's listening, Pastor D.S. Is, is an awesome man of God, just Uh, evangelism, uh, preaching and and just pulling the body of Christ together. And one thing I could say about you, Pastor DS, I've been watching you for a while. And one thing that has always jumped out um, to me concerning how you move, even on social media, is just your passion uh, for the Lord and your passion for the body of Christ you know what i'm saying and, and so i appreciate you for that but i know the listeners have no some of my listeners probably have no idea who you are uh so could you could you just tell us a little bit about yourself um how long you've been pastoring the name of your church and and things of that nature
1: most definitely first of all i'd like to thank you and show my appreciation for the invitation to come on with you and with uh, your listeners and followers. Uh, I count it a great privilege uh, to come onto to this podcast. I actually found this podcast uh, while just doing some searches for some other information and I came across your podcast. Uh, then I was told by another um, member of the Overcomers Bootcamp that there were some people I should po- probably meet and your name popped up as one of the uh, three persons that they mentioned. And I said, I've seen that name before. And then I related it back to the fact that I had just found your podcast. So I said, I think God is trying to connect me with this this brother here. Yes, I'm uh, Pastor Diaz Jackson, and I, uh, Pastor, I'm the senior pastor of Harvest Time Church Ministries in Mitchellville, Arkansas, Dumas, Arkansas. Some people count them one and the same, but I like to let every town have its own identity. So <laughs> I'm uh, actually <laughs> a pastor in Mitchellville, Arkansas, which is a part of the. Um, Delta uh, of the South. I've been pastoring for about five years uh, as the senior pastor of uh, this particular church. It was founded (laughs) by my father, who pastored for 39 years. Uh, He and my mother uh, founded this church. The Lord called them to uh, pull from the church that they were in. They uh, were granted permission through their pastor at that time. They were in the churches of God in Christ. They both had come up living like heathens who were but they were um and this is their words they were living like heathens uh they considered themselves baptists and uh they decided that they would get saved they both got saved and after three days dry fasting together um they received the gift of the holy spirit and um and joined the church um that was a church of god in christ church years later um my father received the call of god to come out from that denomination without you know, any hard feelings against any person or anything like that, but the Lord had called him into a different area of ministry. I came in about that time out of college, out of working on the East Coast and came in to start working with him to help strengthen a mission that he had begun, uh, which became a church plant about 25 minutes from uh, the Mitchellville area. And uh, so I did that for a few years and then came in with him as his assistant Um, for about three years. Then after doing that, um, he asked me along with the elders if I would uh, accept the senior pastor position. He was ill uh, at the time, and he knew that he wouldn't be very long uh, here. So he passed away in about 2017. Mm. And after that time, um, I have been the senior pastor, have brought up an associate pastor in the uh, ministry there and we're still building we have some deacons and deaconesses that are stepping in and helping out and we're coming to the pandemic and we're still we're planning uh, to move further and go uh, go a little stronger the work that god has called us to do so uh, i counted a privilege to serve the lord been doing uh, much ministry work outside of pastoring um, i started doing prison and juvenile ministries uh, which the two i probably love more than anything else yeah um, i love doing that kind of work and also i uh, got into street evangelism back in june of last uh last year so i've been only street ministering for a while but when i got into it i got in it real hard and uh and i'm grateful that this has happened and i've come across many of you through the overcomers boot camp which uh the lord had me to found about two years ago so uh it's a privilege to be on here with you, brother
0: that's awesome, man, and, and and you know what? I, I knew about the street um, ministry because I see you on Facebook uh, doing the street ministry as well, and I didn't know about the prison ministry, man. That's that's one of my passions as well, and I don't even talk about that a lot, but I I probably for the last two or three years I haven't been involved in street um in prison ministry, but. I have I have done prison ministry since the age of like 17 wow. um, and going into the prisons and um, I hate that my schedule changed and things just shifted within my family though I'm still involved in ministry I, that part of ministry I miss and, and I'm looking yes. forward to getting back into the prisons man because the men and women in the prisons they're, they're so hungry for the word, man. And, 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 and it's awesome. It's, it's an awesome thing when you have a a receptive audience that is hungry for, for, for the word of God. And, and, and maybe it's because a lot of them are at low points in their lives. And, 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 and sometimes that's where God has to, to, to bring us to, to soften our hearts, to hear the word of God. Some people, um, don't think they need god's word because they they feel like they have everything you know they feel like and and so it's a blessing anytime i'm able to go into the prisons and and be able to minister man i've seen so much fruit um and literally see god build his church in the prison and and things of that nature man so it's a it's a beautiful thing but i want to uh pastor ds I want you to tell the people about the Overcomers Boot Camp because it it the for for you guys who who don't know who Pastor DS is, he also has a group on on Facebook called Overcomers Boot Camp, and it's like man, I see the Overcomers Boot Camp posting all the time, and it's just so many encouraging posts for the body of Christ. It seems like. If I was to sum up the Overcomer's boot camp and this is me looking from the outside in Pastor DS it seems like a hub for for Christians who are just hungry for God who are hungry for the word of God who are hungry to know God's word and and tell tell us about the Overcomer's boot camp and what it is
1: Thank you for those words brother uh, most definitely uh, the Overcomers Boot Camp uh, is a network, like you just said, of very hungry Christians, uh, believers. This is a place uh, where believers have uh, come together of all different races, ethnicities, gifts and callings, worship styles, geographical and cultural diversities, uh, just all these different uh, things. But these people have come together to really strengthen one another. It's uh, the Overcomers boot Bootcamp uh, started out before the pandemic, but it seemed like it was uh, being uh, being made a preparation for this kind of time that we were coming into. It was something the Lord began to burn in my heart um, without me understanding what was happening, what was going on. For one, just to kind of give you a little uh, background with me, I was one that just did not find an interest in getting on social media i i had heard of facebook i knew people used facebook a lot i didn't have a myspace which was i think before the facebook and all of that kind of stuff i just wasn't into it and uh, I, I had seen too much mess <laughs> you know what i'm saying i had seen yeah. too many things that people would say uh that goes on and how preachers and different ones are getting caught up and in, in affairs and all kinds of Uh, foolishness is what I call it so I said well I don't even want to bring myself into that kind of space if that's what it is and I was um, I guess kind of pulled into it my mom made mention to me she said now you're gonna let a 70-something year old woman uh, be on Facebook and you're not on Facebook (laughs) (laughs) so when she got me with that I said well you know you're trying to play with my ego here I said but I said why do you think I should she said because I really believe uh, what, What's in you is being inhibited from being able to get to as many people mm. uh, as you are able to. And she said, I think you should consider doing it. Wow. So with her saying those words, I it registered in my spirit, even though I didn't want to do it. And I got my sister, one of my sisters. I have seven sisters and one brother. So uh, big family, same dad and mom, uh, grew up in a big household, just me and my brother competed. With, uh, them for the restroom, you know, and everything <laughs> so and all of
0: them had I I, I grew up in that. a house of four siblings, so I, I thought I thought that was a lot. Oh man. <laughs> like number uh, how many of them were um were
1: guys like yourself?
0: Well I just have one brother and, and, and it was two sisters and okay. okay. You know, both of my parents and we just had one bathroom so I, I yeah. can identify with fighting over yeah. the bathroom.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it doesn't matter if it's uh, just one sister. If it's one sister
0: in the house, it's going to be a fight over the. uh, Oh, that's enough. (laughs) Yeah, that's all it takes. So
1: I had seven of them, you know, but plus my mom. But like I said, it it was just um, growing up in in that household, you know, I I just didn't get into a whole lot of social media. I was always in a book, I was always somewhere exploring things or whatever. So right. when I got into Overcomers Bootcamp through a, a time of prayer and fasting, um, a seven-day water fast uh, that I wasn't planning on doing in a group. I was planning on doing by myself. Uh, I fasted each year um, before the coming end of the year. And I saw that lots of churches had started fasting the first month of the year. But uh, I was like to end the year fasting. So I felt that call at that time to fast privately for seven days, uh, water only. And um, but some people found out about the fast accidentally because they um, (laughs) (laughs) because they saw a post that I made that I didn't know I had made because I was brand new to Facebook. And I was trying to see if I could send myself a uh, YouTube video. Uh, on a seven-day water-only challenge. It had nothing to do with fasting as far as for spiritual purposes. It was a workout kind of uh, channel, and people thought because they knew me that I was, you know, making a challenge for a water fast or something. (laughs) My sister told me, you have some messages, you know, you should check them out and stuff. And, you know, so she told me how to check, and I found that. uh, Make a long story short, uh, the people – said, hey, we join you in it if you want to. And I never told them I'm fast. I said, well, you could do this water challenge if you want. Uh, we do it for seven days. They asked me, can we meet together? Uh, and you share something with us from the word or something? I said, sure, I don't know how to do that. They said, you got to have a group or something. I mean, you got to go on live. I said, well, okay, y'all asking for a lot. So I went on and <laughs> decided to try to do the live. I was brand new, had only been on Facebook two weeks. Uh, second day of being on Facebook, somebody hacked my page and, um, and was sending out messages to people from my page and, uh, things that they knew that I don't speak Chinese or Mandarin or whatever. So they, they knew it wasn't from me. Right. Um, so long story short, uh, overcomers bootcamp came forth, uh, by me saying, I don't have a name for a group when they asked me, let's keep this going after the seven days, many people testified of having gone back to the doctors and received healing you know reports and Mm. all kinds of things so uh, the power of God had been very strong during and after the time of fasting and so I'm thinking I'll go my merry way and really probably not get back on this Facebook thing any longer uh, or you know maybe until another time but they said no you got to keep it going and Mm. They said we gotta keep a maybe you should start a group. I said, a group? Come on now. You, you all I don't know anything about Facebook. I'm just starting. So <laughs> they said, give it a name and we'll help you to figure out how to start the group. So I said, I don't have a name. I was about to say name and the word the words overcomers boot camp came out of my mouth involuntarily. Shocked me because I was th- not thinking that the Lord worded my mouth with the name for this group and, uh, for it to start, I had no idea what we do. We were going to do. I thought we just fast and pray together, but it turned out that more and more started filling my heart. The Lord dealt with me to, um, you know, unify bring more and more of those that he has called Mm. hungry men and women of God together from all kinds of different, uh, diverse gifts and, uh, callings, the ways that they're carrying out, uh, their work of ministry whether it's in business or whether it's in the marketplace or you know they're doing something as an author uh independent um, you know writer or whatever the case may be we've had people he he would put me on assignment and say find the uh street evangelist and i'm like god the street evangelist i don't know where to start with that but I've learned to trust him. So if he tells me to do something, I just start looking and <laughs> start finding and right. and that's how I started coming across street evangelists. Uh he started me looking for those that are on podcasts. That's how I found you. Mm. And uh, and so he he would he gave me specifics. Find those that I have called to do this and that I have called to do that. And so I started seeking out these different individuals and um and it just kept growing. I kept interviewing people and it just kept growing, kept going for, forward together. And it's become a place that is now we've begun the Overcomers bootcamp Camp Africa, which is uh, you all may not see a lot of its activity because we're building through a WhatsApp group right now. And uh, we have a YouTube page that is um, being developed. And uh, but great things are happening. Uh, we're putting together some NGOs for them in those areas to be able to help them with a lot of the uh, work and the missions that they're doing there. Even medical assistance, um, land, uh, helping them to get land for different um, uh, places there. We're helping them to get stronger um, signal, network signals and things uh, established in those areas. So a lot is happening behind the scenes. Uh, there are missionaries that are going about it. They're starting discipleship schools and things. So. Um, as a matter of fact The uh, Ugandan school Is finishing this week It finished today uh, Wednesday
0: Wow uh,
1: I mean it finishes tomorrow Wednesday um, So Great things are happening uh, Through the Overcomers Camp, And I'm so glad that You know We've been blessed to have you come And uh, You know Just be a blessing to us We really appreciate you
0: No that's You know what This is awesome man And I And I just feel this in my spirit This show is for the hungry Like this is this is for and this is this is the path of Revelation show anyway, but this this show is specifically for those who are hungry for God. You feel like you've been in a desert, but you you want the more of God. And, and the scripture comes to mind in Matthew five and I believe verse five where Jesus says, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled and and you know Pastor Diaz listen This I've just been looking at the state of the church right Um, we've been dealing with the coronavirus uh, situation for about a year now and I know one thing that I've been learning Pastor Diaz is that How things are in Michigan isn't it isn't that way in a lot of other places as well in in a lot of other places. And what I mean by that, like we've been on lockdown multiple times. Um, Mm -hmm. It's pretty strict here when it comes to wearing masks and things like I, I get on Facebook and I see my different Facebook friends and Instagram friends who are in like states like Texas or Florida, and it's like, man, it don't even look like they're in a pandemic there. Um, <laughs> but what what I've noticed over the year, like we just, I just, uh, we just celebrated my wife's birthday uh, last Sunday. Yes, sir. And um, what was crazy? Now get this, Pastor DS. We we hadn't. When we went out, this was our first time going out just me and her on a Mm -hmm. date. It had been a year. The last time we had went out on a date just me and her was the previous year during her birthday, and we didn't we didn't even realize it. It wasn't it wasn't even intentional. It was just with the pandemic, things being shut shut down and. Uh, sometimes we have babysitting challenges with um, my, my my mom uh, my dad dealing with his ailment and you know And just different challenges and us wanting to we we had social distance from a lot of my family and my father because of his um, Pre-existing conditions. We didn't want him to contract the virus But we looked up and it had been like a year Wow, and we hadn't been out on a date um crazy. but i'm looking at the toll that the that the pandemic has taken on a lot of people's faith yeah um i've seen people take extremes mm-hmm. within the church i've seen these times either push people closer to god mm-hmm. or further away from god And I've watched people who used to be on fire for God, who used to be uh, spiritually minded, as the scriptures say, which is to be spiritually minded is life, but to be carnally minded is death. I've watched people who were once spiritually minded. Now it seems like they no longer have a zeal for God. They no longer have a zeal for the things of God. Where they used to glorify God, they've become more self-centered. When it used to be gospel-centered, now it's become more positive and motivational-centered. And I've just been looking like at the state of the church right now, and quite frankly, I'm 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 never a person that is impressed or attracted to numbers.
2: Yeah,
0: because. One of the greatest deceptions I think that people fall for is just because someone has influence or a huge following, they must be right. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And so I'm attracted to the spirit of God. I'm attracted to genuine people who really love God and who actually have fruit on their tree. Um, Not people who are trying to be seen or trying to, you know, be out front all the time. And, and so I've really just been looking at the state of the church. Um, How has things in your, in, in, in the South been, have you noticed, am I just, am I just seeing something differently from you? What is, what has been your take on the state of the church uh, today as as many people are coming out, out of the pandemic you know a lot of places are letting up on their lockdowns and things of that nature and, and it seems like a lot of places are striving to get back to a sense of normalcy but it seems like on coming out on this side it's like people are different now
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah yes sir no you're not seeing uh, something uh, different yeah, you know, you're, you're seeing things, I really believe the way that they are, the way that things have become as well, and um, the way that things are digressing, because things aren't getting better, things are getting worse, just like the Bible said, uh, mm. that, you know, darkness and gross darkness will be on the face of the, of the deep, will be on the people. But he told us, um, you know, that the grace of God should abound in us much more as this is happening. But we see something different that's happening. We see a separation in really what people ha- have people have said, people have uh, put out in front
0: as to what they actually believe. We mm. Seeing that there's a separation
1: happening, and so, it's no, no longer gray.
0: So, so Black are you? Let me ask you something. I don't mean to cut sure. you off too. No problem. So, no are problem. you saying you believe that we're seeing what was really deep down? what was deep down on the inside is coming up now.
1: Most, most definitely. Okay. Yes, sir. I see, uh, what was, what has been, what is, and what is being revealed. Uh, Mm. I go, I go to the word of God for everything that pertains to myself and for life. Um, and I've learned, uh, as I had, I've written a small little testimony about myself. And one of the things that I, uh, wrote in that testimony was that i i received a strong dealing from the holy spirit um after moving back into this area was working uh in a microbiology laboratory overnight uh was one night working and meditating on the lord while handling some pathogens and couldn't be moving about doing too much of anything and the holy spirit spoke so clearly to me it startled me um he spoke to me and said damnable heresies and Mm. I said damnable heresies you know first I jumped and (laughs) turned around like who's gotten into my building you know no one should be here but me but it was was that clear in my spirit that I thought I heard it audibly Mm. Uh, and so I had to get you know done with what I was working with and after I got done with the work um, I went and uh, typed that in on my uh, computer and was trying to see what was the Lord trying to deal with me about and the Lord just began me on a search for one he was dealing with me he said there are things that you all have been growing to believe that Mm. are going to going to be like gunk between you and the connect connection that you have with me it's going to keep you from being able to hear me when things are so loud if you're not tuned in to me it's going to keep you from being able to receive uh, the strength and power from me to be able to endure when things are going to become that much more twisted and perverted My uh, in times. And so he said, I need to get this out of you. And Ooh. I thought I was, I thought I was good. You know, I thought, I'm, Hey, I'm preaching the gospel. I'm out here. I'm teaching people. And I thought, you know, and, and I'm, I'm adamant about doing the will of God. I believe in prayer and fasting, all these things, but the Lord just dealt with me that night and said, I want you to examine everything you believe.
0: My God.
1: (laughs) I didn't know where to start. I'm like, what do I do? I'm like, I thought I was, you know, he said, I said, I'm doing, uh, I'm following some good, you know, I am in good company. I got some, I'm believing uh, everything that's right. He said, are you? I said, I thought I was, you know, and so he said, examine. And so he said, I'll lead you i said okay so he started bringing things to my attention certain teachings he started bringing to my attention certain teachers and one of those he used was david wilkerson to get me uh started and i started listening to some of his messages um he was the pastor and founder of the times square uh church yeah he was the uh, author of um well the book was written the cross in the switchblade was a testimony of about him and his interaction with the gang member uh there in new york but he um So I was listening to some of his messages, a few sermon jams with him and some other uh, ministers like uh, Zach Poonen and um, I can't remember some of the other guys' names, uh, Jim Cimbala, different ones. And and the things they were talking about had to do with the fear of the Lord. And I was listening to this sermon jam and it just, it was doing something uh, with me. And the Lord began a quick work with me where I had to search the things I was believing then he started helping me to see as I was looking through materials and certain authors, certain pastors, certain preachers, Man. many television evangelists. And there was a check that started getting real strong with me about wow. them. And the Holy Spirit started, kept speaking those words, damnable heresies to me. Jesus. And I was like, Lord, damnable. So I started looking these words up. I said, You mean that these. Heresies are different from other kinds of heresies in a sense. He said these kind of heresies cause the, a person to be completely uh, where they're not able to be renovated again. They're not able to receive that. They won't be able to hear what it is that uh, the truth when they do receive it. When, when the truth is being preached, they will call it a lie. They'll call the truth a lie and a lie the truth he said these kind of heresies cut a person off from being able to hear my voice and Amen. he was letting me know they were in the church that they were very prevalent in the church he said a lot of them are in preachers you're listening to there are, a lot of it is books that you have and so i started you know it was a t- it tore me up i was i was really dedicated you know to a lot of these things i had dreams that I was gonna minister with this person. And and I was like, I I mean, it was crazy. So he tore that stuff up in me. Then I didn't know what to do from there. I said, now you've stripped all this out of me. Do I not connect with anything, anybody,
0: what? My God. And he said, no, I'm gonna lead you into those right fellowships. Listen, he (laughs) let me know if I could do that with
1: you, I'm gonna do it with other people.
0: Listen, I I feel I feel the spirit of God so strong right now. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> l- 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 It it is like even now it's becoming clear why God connected us.
1: Yes.
0: Once again. Yes, sir. I'll, man, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it was probably around six years ago, mm-hmm. where the where i feel i believe the spirit of the lord spoke in my spirit and said i'm shaping your theology (laughs) now i've been saved since i my whole life since i was a little boy Mm -hmm. but at the time what i didn't fully understand was that there were things that i believed were biblical
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but weren't (laughs) I was sincere in my faith, in my yes. love for God, but there were parts of, of, of my theology and what I believed yes. that were not biblical. Yes, sir. And I would even go even further and say, damnable. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and and the Lord in and, and I and, and I'm still and, and if I be honest, I'm still on this journey. Hey,
2: same here. I, the
0: the Lord began to show me different things that we've heard taught
2: mm-hmm.
0: that I've even been guilty of teaching. Yes, that here. were not biblical, and I'm just trying to find the right words to, for for what I feel like the Lord is 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 saying. I'm mm-hmm. trying to articulate it because it's so important. Yes, we can never we we should never get to a place where we feel like we have it all together. Amen. I'm going to say that again. We should never get to a place where we feel like we have it all together. I don't care. I don't care how many people you have following you. I don't care how great your name is in the church or whatever. We should always be open to the correction and leading of the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. And 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 here's here's what happened with me, Pastor DS. Mm-hmm. It caused me to humble myself. It's as I think about it, it's even more humbling to think that, man, I was I was wrong way longer about these particular things than I was right <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> so 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 you allowed me God to do ministry go and preach and teach people and do this and that and I was dead wrong in this particular area yeah or I was and that's a hum, that's a humbling experience but it's also a God thank you for revealing yourself to me yes God, I want to know you the more because this here's it is. It's not about me anyway.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: And and one of the things that I've been learning, pastor, is that none of our theology is perfect.
1: That's right.
0: We we all have blind spots. Mm -hmm. We all have parts because we prophesy and we know in part. So, so none of us know everything. None of us got it all right. Uh (laughs) You understand? That's right. And and so one of the things that in this process I've been learning is the importance um, and how vital it is to fellowship with other believers. That's it. People who really genuinely love God, who have fruit on their tree. Because iron sharpens iron. Some of us are will say, Amen, iron does sharpen iron. But we only talking with people, other believers who think just like us.
1: Just like us. That's it. Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> you know?
1: I completely get you.
0: And 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 a lot of times we don't understand God speaks through fellowship.
1: Yes he does. <laughs> He, you ought to say that again.
0: <laughs> God speaks through fellowship. Genuine fellowship. I'm not I'm not talking about getting around people who say they're believers but they're carnal. I'm talking about fellowship with Bible believing believers, people who have fruit on their tree, who you can look at their life and say, Hmm, he loves God. She loves God. God God I've like even now in the midst of our conversation, the Holy Spirit is speaking through this conversation.
1: Yes,
0: sir. You, yes, sir. And so, I know for me, man, it it was a process, and it's been a process because sometimes, and I, sometimes I can feel like I'm on an island by myself
2: <laughs>
0: because I don't fit in with any particular denomination. Because when I get around any denomination, it's like, oh, that's wrong. Yeah, that's right. That's wrong. Well, you wrong too. like we and it's like and it's not like I'm trying to nitpick or anything like that. But for me, I just want to be on the Lord's side. I want to honor God. I don't want to have an ego when it comes to these type of things. My goal isn't to be right. My goal is to honor God. And so I don't have an ego. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, God, reveal yourself, show me where I'm wrong because I just want to please you. You know what I'm saying? And so I I think, man, we I've learned the importance of fellowship in these times, Pastor DS, because it seems like people don't believe in fellowship no more. People you have, like I said in the in the start I think these times have pushed the hungry and the remnant together, but yes. we see those who profess to be Christians or profess to be Christians have begun to fall away. And it's almost like God is exposing and separating the wheat from the tear in a sense. Yes. You, you know yes, what I'm so. saying? And so for for me, I'm, I could just speak for myself. You know, fellowship along with prayer and getting in the Word, because I that was another thing I learned, and and God began to show me how I'm approaching the Word of God with presuppositions. Yes, I'm I'm, I'm approaching His Word through the lens of what I've always been taught or what, how I've always thought, and wow. so God really had to break down even how I approach the Bible because Mm -hmm. I mean, do we really believe the Holy spirit Jesus when he said the Holy spirit will lead and guide us into all truth, all truth, all truth, all truth, you know, so, so that that's, that's powerful, man. So, so in your, in your process, man, how, how has that got you to where you are today? Um, in, in, in everything, are you still just navigating? Like, what? How do you feel with the fellowship and everything that we're talking about right now? I, I didn't want to cut you off, I just thought that was so interesting.
1: Oh no brother, like you said, this is a conversation and it's a flow and, and the flow is remarkable. I, I'm just sitting here, I'm in this conversation but I'm observing the conversation and I'm astounded by the way that the Spirit of God works and the things that he's done. You know, we haven't had a chance to have lots of, you know, one-on-one conversation. You and myself, uh, I kind of threw you right into, <laughs> into a speaking engagement.
0: <laughs> <It's all good. laughs>
1: for, those, for those of you that, um, we not, we're not on the overcomers bootcamp or are friends with any of those that might've shared. Uh, we want to make sure that we can try to uh, connect you where you can hear that, um, message where, um, my brother here ministered so powerfully uh, on that evening it was uh, during our 21 days of consecration uh, we called it worship and the word uh, in the beginning of this year 2021 and uh, he was one of our speakers coming into the last uh, stretch of that um, of that uh, three weeks of seven days of just ministering each evening and he brought such a powerful word you all need to hear it I hope that we can try to get that and make it available to you. But as I was saying, he I kind of threw him right into uh, a message, you know, kind of setting where he was speaking to the people. So um, with me getting to talk and hear these things from him, I'm hearing some of these things for the first time myself, just as it is for him. Likewise. (laughs) Exactly. And I love it the way that it is, because we're getting to see. Even just the more the majesty of God of how he's uh, in control and how he's operating and orchestrating things. And what humbles me is that I'm a part of it. And I'm so grateful that he's doing what he's doing. But fellowship is a major requirement and it's a major uh, protection for the body of Christ, especially as the day of the Lord is approaching, which is a specific day. According to scripture, it uses the definite article, the day of the Lord, not just a day of the Lord. So, you know, we know that this is a day that is coming. It's a day that uh, there's some definite things that God intends to do um, during that day. And so with that day approaching, the Lord told us, such as we see that day approaching, that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of psalm but exhorting one another and so much the more as we see the day approaching i I looked at that and i'm i had begun studying fellowship sometime prior to that because the lord was just really dealing with me with this overcomers boot camp you know to make a place of fellowship with the people of god i had many people church people telling me oh you're doing too much you know why are you doing all of this? Why are you having all of these interviews? You know, what are you doing? I had some telling me, you shouldn't be allowing people to speak on your platform that much. It, it makes you look weak. It makes you look like you don't have much of a, um, you know, you don't believe in what you have to say, or what you have to offer. And I kept thinking, I'm like, you know, they don't understand. They have no clue of what this is. This is not me trying to build my thing, this is, this is me following some instructions. The Holy Spirit is telling me, bring together those that I'm going to bring in contact with you. Let them minister to the body. Let them encourage the body. Let them strengthen the body as, as I have given them to do so. Right. And it's not a power struggle. It's not something for me to build up. Uh, another stream of income for myself. For anything, is nothing you, wrong with that. You
0: you, you know? know you know that's yeah. how people view it though. You know right. because we've yeah. been so trained to be personality mm-hmm. driven. Yes,
2: we yes, want sir. a king.
0: You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> we, we we want a hero yeah. to look in, uh, to look up to or or to see a hero. Yes, and, and Christ is our hero. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. saying? And that's and that's something that the Lord has been dealing with me about, too. I believe he's been dealing with me about is the the culture of personality and celebrity and how that has hit the church. Mm-hmm. And and it's and it's crazy to see how we have seen celebrity pastors and preachers be exposed time mm-hmm. in and time out, mm-hmm. um, even. Uh, Ravi Zacharias who just passed away back in May you know the scandal and the things that have come out about him I've talked about him on a couple of shows Um, the first time I talked about him was eulogizing him and talking about all the great things God has used him to do and then the next show was dealing with the truths and the reason why I say truths is because they've been validated by his own ministry and his daughter is the CEO of his ministry now. And it's, it's heartbreaking, but it's eye opening at the same time, because I truly believe that this idea of Christian celebrities isn't biblical. Right. And it's a red flag for me. Anytime I see a preacher or preachers embracing the spotlight, building up their own. Uh, ministry and brand in the in, in yeah. the name of God because I don't see that motto in scripture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't see that there wasn't an Apostle Paul Ministries. Right. There wasn't an That's Apostle that. Peter Ministries. And, and look, I'm not opposed to branding or building mm-hmm. a brand or anything mm-hmm. like that. But when we make ourselves the focus of a ministry or whatever. I just don't believe that God intended for us to have that much power yes, because sir. we can't handle it. Um, and 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 just because we don't see things publicly, um, I think the embracing of our celebrity and our name and lights publicly mm-hmm. is a sign of deeper issues taking place privately. And yes, the and the reason why I say that is because I've been in, I've been in ministry since age sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was a youth pa- and I'm and I'm telling you I know some of my listeners already know this, but I've I've been a youth past I've uh, worked in youth pastor served as a youth pastor for close to ten years, um, just wow. been involved in different facets of ministry to street preaching and everything and I and so I've seen. The public things but i've also seen behind closed doors
1: yes
0: sir and 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 i'm just a firm believer that we must decrease that he increase and so that's another thing that attracted me to what you're doing because i see that You're not trying to be the center, even though God, even though God is using you to run all of these different things. I see how you're taking a back seat and not trying to be up front all the time. You know what I'm saying?
1: Protection. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, Because because we can't handle my protection. We're not built to be able to handle those that that kind of uh, weight that that is something that only Christ could bear. We're not able to, and you know, John the Baptist was wise in understanding that he must now decrease, so that that greater light might be able to increase and, and bring the attention to him, because that's that's a shine that none of us can handle. Satan uh, or the Satan thought that he could, and um, it was it was too much for him. Uh, he he tried; was found in his heart. And he he began to traffic in the heavens against uh, the Most High and speak out against him. And uh, because he felt like, you know, I'm being held back. You know, I do have this going and I do have this much. It's just so much that mankind can handle. And um, because we're not gods, you know, and if we have this, uh, if even if we don't believe it or preach it, but people push us in, in a certain way, we will sometimes fall prey to yeah. being in, uh, caught up in that kind of thing. And and we'll struggle in the private parts of our life.
2: Yes. People may
1: not know it, but then we'll be out there in the front and everybody will have this expectation. And even in death, which is, I believe, uh, something that the Holy Spirit is allowing the church to have a wake-up call to see yes. that if even in death, you can make damage on the kingdom of God if you don't live your life the way that I have told you to live it, and if you don't allow the people to—if uh, you allow the people to push you and to make you, you know, this big name, this big something. Not to say that the people that have had a great name have been living a filthy life in the background, but what I'm saying is, you know, we can't—we can't play around with that. It's very important. Um, right. I was very deeply, you know, I guess I was saying I was kind of hurt, not because I couldn't believe that he had struggles or whatever may, may have been going on, but I just, I was thinking um, many of these people think that there's nothing to Christianity because of the way he defended the faith, um, you know, and it seemed like we had this uh, faultless, you know, teammate that, that, you know, we could say, hey, we get Ravi on you. He's going to set you straight. You know, he's going to get your apologetics Uh, uh, through apologetics. He's going to get you together. But, you know, all of our trust has to be in Christ and we all have to be humble. and we have to, you know, I'm glad that you did. Uh, You eulogized him. I'm glad that you, you know, spoke about the great things that God did in his life that shows your humility and and just hearing you, man, the way that you, you handle
0: things. That's one of the reasons why I felt the Lord had me to latch on to you yeah. and to keep reaching out to you until
1: we were able to come together.
0: Yeah, and, and likewise, brother. And to just piggyback on the Ravi situation, because I've heard multiple people say what you said, like it makes the faith look bad. And mm-hmm. and one of the responses I've had to that is I actually think the things with Ravi and and different ones like a Ravi being exposed, mm-hmm. it actually proves that the word of God is true.
1: Yes it does. It's
0: actually the opposite. Yes. Um if 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 we're in our word mm-hmm. it, it shows that we are all flawed. Yes. <laughs> the yes. the Bible never talks about a faultless minister or one who Um, is sinless the only person in scripture that was sinless was Jesus Mm -hmm. now when I say that I'm not making an excuse for us Mm -hmm. to continue in sin or to live in sin Mm -hmm. but even when we look at Apostle Paul in Mm -hmm. in in 2nd Corinthians I believe chapter 12 uh, starting at verse 6 he says there was given to me a thorn in my flesh that's right the messenger of satan Yes. sent to buffet me or in other words to throw me off track mm-hmm. lest I should be exalted above measure yes here's yes, where the, the the famous church saying when we say the devil what the devil meant for evil God meant for my good mm-hmm. we apply that to everything but the thorn in our flesh yes <laughs> God will uh, actually allow the enemy to come to humble you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we can either let the thorn humble us
2: mm-hmm.
0: or harden us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: See, we can never get out of touch with our humanity and our need for the Holy Ghost. That's right. We need the Holy Spirit. Yes,
1: we do. Yes, we do. He's a keeper. <laughs> yes, he,
0: is. he 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 strengthens us. He gives us boldness. He leads and guides us into our truth. He is the helper. He is yes, the comforter. Is. But what happens is, we think because people don't see our sin, <laughs> we allow that thorn to harden us,
2: <laughs>
0: and we begin to view temptation. And I wasn't even meaning to go this way, but we begin to view temptation as an opportunity to sin. Yeah. When the Holy Spirit is calling for us to view temptation as an opportunity to overcome.
1: Yes, to overcome.
0: See, we have to we have to put on the the mind of Christ.
1: Mhm.
0: We have to let this mind be in us that was also in Christ Jesus. That's right. And and you know what it says? It says he humbled himself. Mhm. See, we have to, as believers, we have to walk in integrity when no one's watching. That's right. Understanding. And this is why the fear of the Lord is so important, because when you fear God, it doesn't take a crowd to keep you from sinning because, you know, God is watching when no one else is watching. Yes, sir. Man, yes, sir. I know God sees me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying but yes, but when, when, when you don't have a fear of God and you live to please people mm-hmm. you'll perform as long as people are watching but when it's people real. aren't watching because you're doing it for people you have no integrity when no people are around
1: man and that's the kind of thing that the spirit of God was dealing with me about because you know I was going before him I was saying God i'm I'm'm I'm praying I'm fasting I'm reading the word i'm I'm fellowshipping with other believers I'm doing this I'm doing that I'm handling my uh natural role as a man I'm working I'm t- paying bills I'm trying to be responsible I'm taking good care of myself but and and I'm still struggling in in you know some things in my own walk I was having some struggles in my integrity um, uh, spiritually and i and, and even to the point of, of, of sexual purity with my eyes and things, and I was, I was saying, yeah. God, what's wrong? What's wrong? What am I not doing? Yeah. And that's what started me in that conversation with Him, and and He began to speak out to me after, long after the conversation, and said uh, damnable heresies. He didn't address, uh, well, you need to do this, to do that over there. He helped me to see there were teachings. And things that I had even believed that insulated me from the fear of the Lord, insulated me from because I thought I could just confess it and, you know, uh, blab it and grab it. You know, I can I can use a positive confession to get rid of it um, and this and that and. You know god was god had me i had this hyper grace that was trying to develop in me yeah some of the teachings and things that i had listened to and so it what it did is it insulated me from having that fear of the lord because no one else knew about this or knew about that uh the lord will forgive me uh the grace of god is there and i couldn't believe when the lord started showing me this the filth That was starting to develop in my mind that was giving me the freedom and the license to sin even if no one else knew what was going on and that bothered me that bothered me because i was i was trying to figure out what am i missing he was showing me you're missing the fear of the lord because you you're insulated through your the teachings you think that by faith you can do this and do that which was more of the law of attraction and positive confession and positive thinking and all of these kinds of things were uh, a replacement for what true faith was. I came to understand true faith is really pretty much
0: faithfulness. And so once I realized Mm, that true faith uh, that that God is speaking about
1: is faithfulness, I realized how much I was disconnected from what what makes me able to please God without faith. It's impossible to please God. So this is what's happening to people.
0: Yeah, because what you're talking about is biblical faith yes. versus mm-hmm. worldly faith dressed yes. up as Christian faith or, yes. or dressed up as biblical faith. Yes. Um because really a lot of this spurs from the false prosperity gospel. Yes, sir. That has yes, sir. been in many of our churches for mm-hmm. A while now, I would yeah. even say some of our churches that actually preach the gospel has yeah. remnants of a prosperity gospel. And the problem with the false prosperity and the reason why there's only one gospel, but That's right. in the gospel, the true gospel is prosperous. Yeah. But when I say prosperity gospel, I'm not talking about the biblical gospel, but a gospel that makes God obligated to you yes it makes God a genie really that's it you know what I'm saying where if I do a b c and d God is obligated to do efg and so if I ever think God is obligated to do something for me then I can't then I can't truly have a fear for him if I think he's obligated to me I can't truly have a reverence for him if I think he's obligated to me. And some people will say, well, God is obligated to his word. If he Mm -hmm. spoke it, he'll he's obligated to do it. But the problem is a lot of things that we're saying God spoke. He didn't speak. Exactly. Exactly. And and so you're you're preaching truth here, brother. I don't (laughs) mean to interrupt you, but you're
1: speaking the truth. And many times people don't understand why would you not think? that a prosperity gospel is a good thing. Doesn't God want prosperity, you know, and a lot of, just like you made it clear that you're making a distinction. It's not to say that the word of God doesn't speak of or nor does God, uh, you know, stand against uh, prosperity of his people. We're not saying that. What you're right. speaking about is something that specific, uh, is a specific, a prosperity gospel some call it a health and wealth gospel some call it the gospel of success or it's oftentimes um symbolized by this term seed faith mm. it's, it's a religious belief and this it's come in amongst uh the church the church that was evangelical in belief and pentecostal in experience uh and charismatic in the gifts of the holy spirit yeah. um the church that used to stand up against these teachings began to open its door to these things it started letting these things in they began to merge in those teachings first started in places that um you know were considered um i guess you say new thought um there was this lady by the name mary baker Eddy. there was a man yep. by the name of thomas aquinas uh different mm. ones that had and and then ew kenyon was very um uh, profoundly used. I'm gonna say by the enemy. I'm just gonna say it that's the way it is. He was used by the enemy to uh write and produce materials that leaked a lot of this teaching in, all this uh self consciousness, this uh Christ consciousness, this um law of uh the the what is it, the force of righteousness, the force of Uh, faith and all of these kinds of teachings started being taught by different ones. Uh, I'm sorry to start mentioning names, but there was some other persons (laughs) whose names, um, you know, you know, you know what?
0: And I got to say this, the the reason why a lot of these things have, have now we have decades of it going Mm -hmm. and you're hitting on the root of where a lot of this started. But the reason Mm -hmm. why we've had, Decades of these these things is because I believe we've had prophetic voices amongst these people who mm-hmm. were intimidated, yeah, by mm-hmm. the stature and the names, mm-hmm. and they did not say anything.
1: Yes, yes, sir.
0: And so yes, sir. we see a seed produces after its own kind.
1: Yes, it does.
0: False doctrine begets false doctrine.
1: Yes.
0: You see what I'm saying, and I yes, think sir. there was a move to a more of a man-centered theology mm-hmm. versus a Christ-centered theology. Yes, sir. A focus on like even when we talk about Christ, a lot of times it's still about us. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a mean to make us a mm-hmm. better version of ourselves. But when mm-hmm. I say, but the better version of ourselves never. Really requires us to deny ourselves.
1: Yes, yes sir. <laughs> it, it, you're exactly right.
0: It, it all—it's it, funny how the better version of ourselves always ends with us, with the spotlight on us. <laughs> but so go funny. ahead. I'm sorry. I just
1: no, no, no. You're you're so right. I think a lot of people have not been able to know what they're hearing. You know, because they haven't heard persons you know, like you said that uh, as prophetic voices should do to step up and just say. This is what you're looking at. This is what you're dealing with. This is what you've heard so that a person can avoid or at least check these things out. Uh, but these, these um, different kinds of ministries began to slip in or these ministers began to come in. And the Bible spoke of these kinds of things. It said that they came in uh, unawares and yep. they uh, began to spoil the faith of the people. They began to produce counterfeits and uh, they really didn't have a theology of their own but they began to bring in often i mean some of these other teachings these teachings such as if i say say this then it's going to come to pass there's a scripture that's used quite often and i know i had been guilty of using it before until i found out you know if i just went to the page of scripture read it myself that i was saying something that was not biblical where they would say that um, you know, we speak those things that be not as though they were. I thought that was what the scripture said until I went and read right. it. It says, God speaks those things that be not as though they were. And right. then when we see that,
0: it's like, whoa, that's a major part of what people believe. Because we, and, we, and we build you know,
1: whole. We, we're gods now.
0: Right. You know? We build whole theologies and, yes. and philosophies off of scriptures like that. Yes. And they're out of context. Yes. But yes, go sir. ahead. I'm sorry.
1: And and the reason, you know, discussing this kind of thing, why would this have anything to do with, uh, you know, humility and clean, holy living and fellowship amongst believers and people being prepared and able to see through the deceptions that are coming on the church and on the world in the last days, this great divide that's happening reason it has so much to do with it is because you can't go in the opposite direction from the direction of what it is that you believe you can't go any higher than what you believe and if you're believing wrong the wrong things even that mixture that's one reason why god was very clear in different examples he gave in the scriptures of uh things that we were to do we were to remove the leaven out of the house get it out of the house because if not then it, just a small amount of leaven, it says, will leaven the whole lump. Yeah. Just a little bit of the yeast will leaven the whole lump. And that's where God was saying these things began to bring um, false, I mean, like you said, self-exaltation. Then we, we're depending on, we have a lot of legalistic churches today. The state of the church is is in the case that we have different conditions, but the Bible has a diagnosis for each of the uh different situations for one god gave us uh in revelation seven churches Mm. to look at and he began to help us to see how uh, his prognosis of the churches we can know the state of the church by going to the scriptures and seeing what god has said concerning the church and then finding out that what god said is actually the truth and we see those things happen and we have a lukewarm church we have a church that thinks that she's everything, that she has everything, it doesn't have need of anything. Man. We have, you know, we have a church that that, that has false, lost his first love, and and doesn't love, um, you know, Christ first. Maybe he may be second, but he he's got to be first, and he's got to be the only. You know, yeah. we have these different things that have come in. We have a church. The Bible says where Satan has set up his seat. You know,
0: My God.
1: Um, you know, so with us having this, we see the state of the church. I, I'm learning more and more. I don't believe anything outside of the word of God. I go to the word and I put it on like glasses so I can look at the world. I can look in the mirror and look at myself. That's, I can look at others and then I see what's really there.
0: That's, that's why the slogan of this show is where the culture meets scripture. Yes. Uh, and, and the whole... Purpose behind that, Pastor DS, is we have to start seeing the world through the lens of Scripture, and yes. stop looking at Scripture through the lens of the world. That's right. We we have to see things through God's uh, sight, and His That's vision. Right. That's why the Bible says, "Let he that have ears, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let he that have eyes to see, see." Like it it is a it is the posture of our hearts before Mm -hmm. God it it does you can be doing the right you can be doing a good thing but if your heart isn't in the right place it doesn't mean anything because man looks on the outward appearance but God sees the intent of the heart And, and at the end of the day what I've been learning um pastor DS is it's a heart thing Yes, it is it, our, our hearts have to be right before God our mm-hmm. hearts have to be softened before God because the word says that he gives grace to the humble yes. but but he resists the proud and I believe that the the same thing that softens one is mm-hmm. the same word that hardens another that's right it the word doesn't change. It's the posture of the person that 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 changes. Mm. And so we have to posture our hearts to receive correction from the Lord and grace. Yes. Um the conviction conviction is a blessing. Like there's some people, Pastor DS, who aren't convicted about anything because sure. their conscience has been seared. Their, 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 their conscience is numb to the things of God because they've drowned God out so much that now they have a reprobate mind. Their minds are made up. I believe Pharaoh mm-hmm. was a reprobate his mind. Mo- yeah. it, it wasn't that God wasn't warning him. Like when the scripture says God hardened Pharaoh's heart, we have to understand that before that Pharaoh hardened his heart multiple times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so right. the warning that was coming to him the let, my people go his heart his mind was already made up and so the scripture says god hardened his heart Mm -hmm. because his posture the posture Mm -hmm. that's why the scripture says humble yourself before the the, before the lord and so one of the things that i want you to talk about real quick before we get out of here because man this has been so rich we got to do this again most definitely why why is prayer and fasting so important because you talked about why fellowship is so important but we're in a day and age where people where a lot of believers don't believe they need to pray or fast really they 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 say a little prayer they're reading like it's funny how it seems like we're in a day and age where everybody's craving knowledge Mm -hmm. but not many people are craving truth Mm -hmm. and so a lot of believers are you know, I'm reading 20 books this year, or 30 books. Some, some, some of us don't need to read 20 books this year. Some of us just need to read the read the one book, the 66 books. Some of yeah. us need to get in the Word. And so, uh, what's the importance of prayer and fasting in, in the life of a believer? Why is it a necessity?
1: Oh wow, brother, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because if there was ever a need for us to become humble because we have so many things that make us self-sufficient or look to ourselves or look to mankind. Uh, it's, it's now, the time is now and fasting, something that many people don't even understand That is not just a Christian thing that is done in many different religions. Um, even, you know, even those that consider themselves followers of Lucifer as they would still want to call him or Satan, these people bring uh, themselves under subjection to a spiritual, uh, spiritual reality. They bring that impact upon them, their, uh, their physical self, by bringing the physical self into a weakened state. And there, there is in us this ego. There's in us this, this uh, desire to have and to do what we want to do. Um, and it's there because of the fall. And because yeah. it's there, until we receive a glorified body, we need to bring that part of us under subjection at, at times greater than we normally have to. A fasted lifestyle, a life of fasting, and fasting being to abstain from uh, natural food and sometimes uh, natural pleasures for spiritual purposes you know, for a set amount of time. and. With, with us abstaining, we're also feeding. We should be feeding on the Word of God. We should be hearing from uh, Him. We should be thirsting for Him and hungering for Him uh, during this time. And with us having so many indulgences today, so many things available to us, so many things convenient to us today, we have uh, no desire almost to strive after God, all the social media available to us smartphones smart tvs everything's available to us we get in our cars we can connect right to the phones we don't have to have the phone even connected we can be connected through the satellite systems through sirius through onstar whatever and have all of this stuff available to us all the time um we we're we're having no need to seek after the one and true living god in this day and time Mm. but we have to on purpose because God said it in his word, because Jesus practiced it in his life. We need to see how important fasting is. For one, he said that when the bridegroom is taken from them, then they will fast. He didn't say they they might, he said they will fast. In other words, those who truly hunger and thirst after him, after righteousness, they will fast because they realize that you can't keep feeding your mouth and still be hungry. You can't, you're constantly feel you're full, but to be hungry for God is gonna require we stop eating in physical ways. We're gonna to have to stop feeding our eyes and our ears with so much entertainment and things of the world. It doesn't even have to be bad stuff. It's just being pulled away from things at a time. Even husbands and wives have to make an agreement to separate from the rightful pleasures of the husband with his wife and the wife with her husband for a period of time uh, in agreement so that they don't give Satan an occasion for them to, you know, slip off and mess up right. or anything, but There's a need as never before to separate from this age The spirit of this age the zeitgeist the spirit of the, of the world is so strong in the world the magnetic pool on the spirit of persons, on the soul of individuals through the eye gate and the ear gate is stronger than ever before. And we need that much more to not only fast periodically, you know, once in the the beginning of the year, but put fasting on our schedules. Uh, Sometimes I just, I have certain days of the week that I grew up fasting you probably had the same sound like you came from a similar church background yeah but I, I've learned to be able to make it adjust for myself and not make it just ritual I've learned uh, there was a time I was fasting so that the Lord told me and I thought it wasn't God I, I tried to rebuke him he said uh, stop your fast and I was like no that can't be God that can't be God he I had gotten to a point where I was fasting rich ritualistically I was fasting um, because I could Because I knew how I wasn't seeking him I wasn't hungering after him yeah. And he was helping me to see that Fasting is extremely though it's, it's physical In its format is extremely spiritual So to not fast with the purpose Of seeking God You're opening yourself up And you might not always always know what it is You're opening yourself to I've never seen God not move when I fast. God Mm. always moves. Something happens every time we go before God in prayer and fasting. So the church needs to fast. Individuals need to fast. Husbands and wives need to fast. That person that's struggling, that's you know, not getting that unemployment they should have been able to get or that job is not coming through, or you know, that wayward child, you know, is going through these situations, you got to fast. You got to seek God The powers uh, of darkness have been unleashed even more against the earth, and things are happening through man's uh, engineering to help bring in more and more darkness into this world. You got to fast because if you're going to stay humble before God, because those that humble themselves under the mighty hand of God, God demonstrates his power and authority on their behalf. If we need The power of God and I believe if we look at the situation in the world we can't trust the government we can't trust uh, we can't put our full trust in you know men even of the church that kind of thing I think that's one thing God is hoping us to see that we honor respect and follow and work with those who continue in Christ we don't lift anyone so high that they can't be human or fall or have their you know times where God is making them what they need to be but we at the same time need to stay humble before God. And fasting, if I want to put one thing out there, fasting will humble you.
0: Yes, it will.
1: That's what um, the scripture said, that Ezra set his face to seek the Lord. He set himself. It was on purpose, intentional. He didn't have to wait only to, you know, uh, for something to move him to fast. He made up in his mind to fast. Daniel, Uh, Set his face to seek God when he saw what the Word of God said in the scriptures uh, Concerning the nation and how he he was like God will you not bring your word to pass? He was in such a struggle before God concerning the word That God has spoken that he said himself not to eat until God had spoken him Although the angel brought the message to him 21 days later to let him know That from the moment you had prayed Daniel i had come with the word but i was held up in the realm of the spirit that there was spirit, uh, prince over this area that came against me and the archangel michael had to come to assist me now i'm bringing to you this message this is warfare and if we don't think that we are a target that we are target number one with we're, we're the enemy of the state then i don't know where we're living as true believers we got to fast we got to pray. It's not optional. It's not something for those flaky Pentecostals who are running around and hitting their heads on the pews as they fall right. out. It's not those. It's is the truth of God's word and it's not to be marketed. I see a lot of marketing of fasting in today's time which yeah. it's almost popular to fast.
0: Yeah. Um, Keep it you to know, yourself. I see this.
1: <laughs>
0: people don't people don't know and i'm laughing because i just told them last episode about fasting like we got to stop doing things to be seen mm. like <laughs> like we have to learn how to what we do for god to keep it to ourselves yes i think there's a um scripture and i'm not sure exactly but where it talks about when you fast to wash your face Yes. Like, don't don't look like you're fasting (laughs) so you can get attention and be able to say, hey, I'm fasting. You know, look at me, what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, Jesus talked about the Pharisees doing uh, things to be seen, praying these loud, long, elaborate prayers so they can get attention. And he said, that's their reward. That's right. Your reward will be people's attention. I would I don't know about you. I would hate to sacrifice and give up meals and miss meals and to and and, and stuff just to get my reward to be people. Yes. And and miss that. something from God.
1: That's right. I like to eat too much for that. Right, I, right, right. So I tell people I said uh, God made food for, for us to eat and and sometimes it's very enjoyable. So I'm like I'm not going to mess up not not going around here, not eating for my reward to come from you, you know, from some right. short-lived attention that I've given, you know, to you or that you've given me because you think I'm spiritual because I was fasting. I don't want that. I want the Father who sees in secret to reward me openly. That's, that's Bible that's Matthew six and sixteen that you were speaking of. Yes. So yeah, that's 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 what I need, and and, and I'm glad you brought that into it because. You know, many people have jumped into the fasting, um, you know, thing. I've seen some groups, even online, that are just fasting. Many of them fasting for weight loss. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, I always try to share with people, when you fast, it's a spiritual uh, exercise. It's a spiritual practice. It opens you up to the realm of the spirit. And I, I think persons really need to be made aware. That's why so many of them go into yoga and um, mm-hmm. new age uh, practices, new thought. They began burning sage and seeking out the voices of their ancestors and making libations to them and all kinds of things. After oh a while, gosh. they just turn, turn <laughs> away from Christianity altogether and think that it's a white man's religion and all these other things because they started doing something spiritual and didn't understand what they were getting involved with. So I'd encourage every person yep. if you're involved in fasting, which you should be. Make sure that you're seeking after the one true living God
0: and go through him through his son, Jesus Christ. And yes, um, I promise you, you'll
1: find out that it's worth the sacrifice.
0: Yes. And thank you so much, because that's 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 wisdom. Please take note of everything he just said, y'all, because that's that's wisdom. People go off track not having a foundation, but getting into spiritual things. And really, it's just doctrine of demons. Yes, it is. It's de- d- d- that's why the Bible says n- narrow and broad yeah. is the way that leads to destruction. Yeah. But narrow is the way that leads to everlasting life. There are many different philosophies, teachers, many different gods. Mm-hmm. And, and some of them would even appear to be fighting against each other. But at the yeah. end of the day, it's all a distraction from the true and living God. It's all a distraction from Jesus who said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And no man comes to me. No man comes to the father, but by me. And so I pray that you guys got something out of this. Uh, And and Pastor Diaz, I'm most we got to have you on again. We got to have you on again. Please let people know how they can reach you. Uh, whether it's on social media or website, anything you have, how can people uh, reach out to you or reach you?
1: Most definitely. Thank you again for the invitation. I'll come on anytime, brother. I, I really love your uh, presentation of uh, of what Christ is about, what he's like. I love seeing him being lived out through you. I, I recognize it's no longer you, but it's Christ who's in you. And so I'm grateful for the connection and the brotherhood. But uh, if that. you would like to uh, connect with me, I am on Facebook. Uh, you can contact me just by the name you've been hearing him call me by, D.S. Jackson. Uh, that's the initials, D.S. I think sometimes people think it's a uh, Hispanic name and they think <laughs> I'm saying Diaz or something, D-I-A-Z. No, that's not it. D.S jackson um it's separated the ds and then separation jackson and um or you could con- uh, find us on the overcomers boot camp um on facebook yes. and we'll definitely uh accept your membership just one when he asks how did you hear about us mention this show uh path of revel is it the path of revelation
0: yeah path of revelation podcast yes that's mm-hmm. it.
1: Just put it on there. You let it be known. I'd love for you to do that. Or if you would put uh, Gabriel Parker, put it there so we can know that you've come through this connection because this is a great ministry and connection. And I'd encourage you, keep listening. Stay with uh, the things that you're hearing here and please get involved. And please, where you are being enriched, where you're being uh, blessed, support. Uh, one of the things that I think people can't deny that they see happening on overcomers bootcamp is that I try to show support to others. I'm always, I'm never asking for myself. I always ask if someone would like to give to support one of my guests, I'm going to ask you, he may, he didn't ask me to say any of this, but I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you every way you can try to stay in support. Maybe you could do it monthly or whatever the case may be, but please be in support because ministries like this, are far and few between. It's not very many that have the truth and truly love you and are seeking to do God's will on your behalf. So
0: please stand behind this uh, great ministry and uh, may you continue to be blessed. Amen. Thank you, Pastor DS. I I appreciate that. And likewise, any way you can support what Pastor DS and his Harvest Church is doing, like sowing to good ground, sowing to ministries who are really about advancing the kingdom of God, really about the gospel, not man-driven. I tell you guys all the time, don't look at me, don't put me on a pedestal. Please, I, I'm, no. I'm, ju- I'm just a servant, and, and when yes. I say that, I really, I really mean that. You know, um, I really sometimes struggle with even how I market myself because I don't want it, I don't want it to be about me. You know that, and I've shared with you guys. You know, you guys know I took a couple of weeks off, a month off from even doing the show, you know, with everything that was going on in my personal life with us buying a new home, starting a new job. But also a part of that was God dealing with me about, hey, you're not nobody's savior. You know, they'll be all right without you. (laughs) You know, you know, they'll be they they belong to me. And, and And it wasn't that I was looking at my followers as me. You guys belonging to me. But sometimes we can get so caught up in building something for God that we think it belongs to us after a while. And so God has to remind us and that everything that we have belongs to him. Um, and, and And we're just managers over his creation. The earth is the Lord's. In yes, the fullness thereof. Yes, Nothing that we have is ours. My kids belong to him. My wife yes. belongs to him. My house, your car, everything you have belongs to the Lord. And so please support Pastor Diaz. Um, follow him on, on social media. Follow the Overcomers Boot Camp. And, and please go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Leave your prayer requests. Um, if you have any questions about anything that you heard today, leave it at, on, on path dot If you want to sow into what what I am doing with Path of Revelation, from the music to the merch and um, to the podcast, you can you can leave a seed there if you want. But please, if you don't even leave anything, just pray. Pray. I I covet your prayers. We covet your prayers and we have to have each other's back. We have to hold each other up. And so I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast. And this is where the culture meets scripture.